Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, where have we been? Offensive full stops, electric bikes, Twitter and why do? Now Lippy. Hello. We had a little break, didn't we? (laughs) We did, yeah. Orange Marshall 2 was quite distraught by the fact nothing for two weeks. Oh, apologies, apologies. But it turns out, as I saw him on Sunday, that he's not an Orange Marshall anymore. He's taken a bit of a break. Oh. So we have to come up with a different nickname name. for him. Yeah. Ex-Orange Marshall? Oh, it could be. Ex-Orange Marshall 2. But he'll be ex-Orange Marshall 1. Because... Yes. Orange Marshal 1 is still a Orange Marshal. It's still a Marshal. It's very confusing. I think we yeah. may have to find something that isn't connected to marshalling or orange. Yes, possibly. Now, to explain our absence, uh, the first week we had to have a new consumer user, unit or fuse board here because of Wife of Grumpy's new oven selection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Requiring... <laughs> A little bit of wiring that turned out to yes, be uh, rather a lot. lot of work in the end. Mm. Uh, that's not her fault. That's due to regulation changes since it was last fitted. So that's all been sorted and we have a squeak-free oven, which is really it's very It's a pleasant. very impressive oven as well. It is. And you can connect to it with your phone as well, which mm. is interesting. Because you can turn it on. Hilarity. Well, you can and you can't. You can't. You can set it up but you have to go and press another button. And I think oh. the idea behind that is so that other people with the app, for example, me, don't, turn don't then fiddle with it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's all good. And then you were very busy with work that week. And we yes. Fit it in. God, yeah. Uh, Still busy with then, work. And then last week we were supposed to be away, but we didn't go in the end, partly because of the weather was so shocking at the beginning mm. of the week. So that's why we've been away for two weeks. Yes. Anyway, we had a little bit of sad news last week, which is mm. partly the reason we didn't go on holiday, is that our lovely 19-year-old cat called Rowley finally, um, unfortunately, had to go. And uh, she'd yeah. been suffering with kidney problems for a while, and it it was just got a bit, bit sad, really. It was yeah. a very hard decision to make. Yes, she was catching rats six months ago. I know. Yes, I saw a picture um, of her actually sat behind mum. Yeah. And that was July. And I was like, wow, the, yeah, she went it, quick. <laughs> it, it did go very quickly. I don't think that's the um, right phrasing. but <laughs> Well, she went downhill very quickly. But she mm. had a very good life. She travelled no further than half a mile from the house to the vets. So, um, yeah, so that was a bit sad. But um, you can't have your, your pets suffering. No, definitely not. So three weeks ago... When we last did this, there were a couple of things that uh, came out of the editing anyway. Now, you had a problem with the with a clock mix-up. Yes. And you said it was dyslexia. And actually, I'm going to disagree with that. I think the problem is the 12 and 24-hour clock thing all over again. And do you remember we did a piece of months ago where I said, actually, the 12-hour clock just causes so much confusion, it should be banned Mm. And if it had been banned, you wouldn't have had that confusion. So I don't think... No, I would have. Uh... No, because it wouldn't... Oh, wouldn't it didn't exist. Gone, well, yeah. you wouldn't have gone 17, that's 5 o'clock, or 
yes. seven o'clock or whatever. I can't remember what the confusion was. So. My no, so I forget to read the one. I my eyes see yeah. the seven and think seven p.m. Yes, I think that's very very common, and that's why the twelve-hour clock should be banned instantly. Okay. <laughs> it still wouldn't help my issue now, though, if it got banned instantly. No, it wouldn't. No, not I've, I've learned no. it now. No, and you were talking about freedom of the city of London. And we talked yes. about sheep. Yes. And boy, there's a big day out to be had next September. And mm. uh, if you go to sheepdrive.london, it explains all about it. And it's a, it's a whole day full of fun and driving sheep across London Bridge. I would love to go. And all sorts of stalls and stuff. Yeah, so it's it's done by, I don't know what they call the wool masters or something connected with production of wool. Uh, mm. But it's, it looked like a really fun day out. Sheep herding. Yeah, sheep herding. So 2023, we will do our best to attend that. Yes. I think it maybe take some microphones up there and see whether we can interview some sheep. Well, you can get microphones that plug into the bottom of your phone. I've I've got a really natty handheld one that I'm desperate to use. Okay. I'll get a fancy phone one. You use the natty one. Okay, jolly good. (laughs) Uh, My fun fact from three weeks ago was about... Uh, uh, Mozart yes. and the bobbing up and down of the head. Mm. For some reason, I didn't do a great deal of research last time, but it turns out that the lady concerned or the singer concerned was the arrogant mistress of the other composer. And uh, oh. Mozart just took a complete dislike to everybody, basically. I like it. Well, he didn't, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Now, last week, we also picked up our very long-awaited electric bikes, which are a natty little fold-up design that will go into the camper van so we don't have to leave it on the back and worry about them being stolen mm. in the back. And also, the weight on the back is quite considerable. Yes. And it's very rare that you buy something and you get it home and you try it and you go, this is a lot better than I thought it was. Mm. Now, bear in mind, I had test ridden one. Yes. I did a quick run up to the bonfire on the Friday. And I came back and I, there was a massive grin on my face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, the previous week I'd cycled up there on my very old bike, which cost £99 30-odd years ago, which, is, which the bearings are a bit on the worn side, so the back wheel does move a bit. So mm. it's all very hard work. And I got there. I thought I'd have to sit down. But this was brilliant. Got there fresh as a daisy. So I, and well uh, Although... Well, you sort of think electric, no, that's not really the dumb thing. It is, because you can feel you've done some work. Yes. But you don't don't feel like you need to have a lie down. You're not dripping with sweat when you arrive. No, and it's only a mile and a bit to the bonfire site. So, yeah, I I love it. I think it's brilliant. And they're quite expensive, but it is the best bicycle I've ever owned terms of the parts are just so much better quality than oh. everything else i've ever owned before because i've never spent that sort of money on yes on yeah. a bicycle and obviously there's a premium because of the electric motor and all the gubbins and what have you but it is it's brilliant very very happy with, with those and we did a little trip uh, around chichester harbour last week which apart from having to go through about 100 yards of water at about a foot deep <laughs> Which we got can you do that dredged. in an electric bike? You can. It doesn't fuse out, so it turns out. Mm. It's all it's all waterproofed up. What would you have done if it had fused out? You can still cycle it, I assume, if you the can. electric's yeah. not working. Yeah, you can cycle it. If the battery runs out, you can still cycle as normal. Mm. And does it charge as you cycle? No, it doesn't. It's not that sophisticated. 
that's the next stage of electric bikes, I feel like. Well, no, that's the ne- you have to pay a lot more for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're at the bottom end of the in spectrum. terms of yeah, spending mm-hmm. money. And you'd have to pay a lot more for regenerative braking, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, in the middle of last week, we had, well, well, last two weeks, we had our bonfire. Yeah. Which was very good. Delightful. It was a spectacular, actually. It's the first year I've I've seen the bonfire actually get lit. Uh, okay. I've never seen it being lit before. It's the first time I heard the prayer and I was, uh, the others were laughing at me. I was really enjoying it. I did not know people stood around shouting, burn him. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. It's very macabre because the whole procession business is basically a vehicle at the front Mm. where they have a guy competition during the day. So the winning guy is on that vehicle and essentially is taking the place of Guy Fawkes. Yes. Although Guy Fawkes wasn't burned. There was unmentionable things done to him. Hung, drawn and quartered, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. So there was no burning. The bonfire bit was after the the plot had been thwarted, people lit bonfires in the evening to celebrate the fact that the Houses of Parliament had been... gone up. Oh. So, it's the, so the bonfire is significant to celebrations, not the way that he died. But the two I seem see. to have merged a little bit. Yes, because there was this whole part that was like, should we hang him? And everyone was yeah. like, no, should we drown him? No, should we burn him? Burn him! I was really enjoying it. I don't know if you can I tell. I don't know what will happen, though, one year if if the prayer... I don't know why it's called a prayer, either, because it's not really a prayer. No. But he says, um, shall we hang him? And everybody goes, yes. What do you do then? Oh, oh okay. Oh, we won't light the bonfire. We'll uh, <laughs> break up some gallows. <laughs> well, yeah. Everyone's there to see the burning. But um, yeah, they are, indeed. It definitely took longer to, to light than I thought it would. But I guess we had had a lot of rain as well this year. So it must depend on how much rain we've had leading up to it we'd had a lot of rain that week and Mm. in fact that day in the morning had been quite wet yeah so it seemed to take a while and then all of a sudden Mm. it was just in a massive whirl of fire now the bonfire this year was smaller than last year and the council insists on reducing the size of it each Mm. year so we had a few comments on social media about how small it was compared to other places Mm. i I mean they were absolutely right but the bonfire was big enough and in fact once it got going i'm thinking actually when i saw it i was like are you sure you would want it bigger than that like i'm shocked we've had it bigger than that because it the fire obviously doesn't stay contained to the size of the bonfire it's it's very wispy and blows a lot like the fire seems to be double the size of the original. Yes, yes, it is. Mass. Yeah, mm. and it, the wind was blowing in not the usual direction. Yeah, it was blowing towards the funfair <laughs> because there was a big puff of smoke that just travelled over and fully covered the wheel, the like Ferris wheel. At one point, yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to be on that for that. No. Anyway, as a as a commercial operation, which obviously that's why we run it to uh, to make money, we yes. we seem to have done very well. And oh, last good. year was an odd year because we didn't have uh, other bonfires on on the, you know, the going evening. on at all. Mm. Well, it's it wasn't even on the same evening. They weren't going. They weren't on at all last year. And there was three others within you know, half was an hour. Was that drive. only last year? It was only last year. 
Um, but we've, we're not far off last year's total, which was That's the best impressive. we'd ever done. So, yeah. So there's a lot of generosity, which, mm. you know, as a charity, we need to be able to, to help people during the year. And I think, you know, with all that's going on, we'll need a lot more, more. of it. Mm. I did learn one thing from this bonfire night. What's that? That iPhones are very good at taking pictures of fire. Mm. Did you see my photo Ooh, yeah, of the fire? yeah, that's very good. Yeah. It's not oh, very, very clear, good. but you can really see the depth of the fire. I was very yeah. impressed. Excellent. Well, we did learn something else because obviously there's a bit of clearing up to do, which I, I got involved in. Oh, yes. Um, having the easiest job of the night of just waffling through a PA system. Mm. So I arrived home. It must have been just gone 10 o'clock. Yeah. And there was a massive conversation going on about how younger oh, generations yeah. are offended by some emojis and full stops. Yeah. Full stops, yes, definitely. The phrase passive-aggressive was used, which I put in the same category as influencer, as a term that is just to be not used and ignored at every possibility. Because it's, I I just don't don't understand it. But this whole thing about, Mm. in context, if you put three dots, that's basically you're starting the Third World War with that. Yeah. Which is what it seems to be. Whereas I would put it if... If I'm leaving and I don't want to go into a long conversation, I'm leaving dot, 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 because I'll be home in 10 minutes. And what I don't want to do is spend five minutes trying to type mm. out a message and then leave. I get that. Yeah, I do. I, I get it from your point of view completely. But it's also an unwritten language of my generation. So as much as you say it doesn't like you'll just ignore it, it's it means something to our generation. And if you sent it to me, I wouldn't read it that way because I know you don't mean it that way. Hmm. But if like Duck Boy sends me a full stop, he's done that on purpose because he's trying to be passive aggressive. The full stop at the end of a sentence. Yeah. I mean, that is ridiculous. At the, uh, I mean, the end of a sentence at the end of a message. Yeah, no, that is ridiculous. There, yeah. there's, there's no discussion as far as I'm I'm not concerned. disagreeing with you, but the it's a thing. three dots, I can understand how that could, you could code that as such. Mm. But a full stop is is Mm. grammar. And I don't understand, and I'm not going to rant about this for very long, (laughs) I don't understand how we've got a generation that's growing up where their primary means of communication is written, and they've Mm. come up with these rules that can be misinterpreted because they're compressing the code that we use so things mean more than one thing. And that is bonkers, pure, pure bonkers. Yeah, I I agree, it is, but... It's happened now. There's nothing you can do about it. It means what it means to us. <laughs> well, well, we could slap a few people around the head and try to knock some sense into them. But, yeah, so your parents, you must have used language that your parents didn't understand. Not in the same degree. In slang? Uh, very likely, yes. So it's kind of like slang for us because we are more online messaging, instant messaging generation. It's basically slang. It's not because what you're doing, it, you're compressing language. So rather than using a slang word for something else, and uh, actually, I'll give you an example. So my uncle's mother, so essentially grandparent or great grandparent to your generation. Yeah, we'd come back from the pub at Christmas, so we were um, late teens, early twenties. Yeah, and my cousin used the word "cheers" as "thank you." Now, mm. cheers cannot be taken in any context as anything other than a nice word. Well, cheers could be, thank you. Yes, I know, but it's not, oh. but it can't be taken as I'm really angry at you. 
So although the word's got two uses, you say cheers when you have a drink, or cheers to say thank you, which is sort of mm-hmm. the same thing. What it's not done is taken that word and said, well, actually, in this context, it means I don't like you, or I'm really cross with you. But if someone did something that affected you in a negative way, you could go, oh, cheers, and then that's yes. negatively using cheers. It is. <laughs> That's very true. You're <laughs> unlikely to write that. I know what you mean. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I do get it. But it's happened. It's it's been and gone. The the problem started and ended, and it's just a thing now that people of my generation feel. Oh, it's, it's, and we're a bunch the, of sensitive sallies, so you can't. Well, this is this is partly my point. The full stop thing is is ludicrous, though. Being offended mm. by a full stop at the end of sentence is, is ludicrous. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'd be, I'm not offended by a full stop at the end of a sentence. I just know it means that the person that sent it is annoyed. Well, that's, that's crazy. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to something a bit better, shall we? Yes. Quality Street. Now, if you have a tin of Quality Street, there's almost certainly going to be one or two chocolates in there that get left to last because they're the least favourite. Yes. Now, John Lewis has a scheme in 18 of its stores, unfortunately mm. not including Guildford, where there's a variety of different tin options. Yes. Where you can go and, and pick a mix, basically. Mm-hmm. So you can fill the tin full of the ones you like, or two of the ones you like, and uh, and off you go. And there's no yeah. more leftovers at the bottom, which mm. I think is a very good idea. And they do a personalised tin, um, so you can have your name on the lid. And if you go back with the personalised tin... You can fill it up for seven pounds less. Oh which I wow! Think is a really good idea. So How much extra slight, are you paying for the personalised lid, though? You're paying a little bit extra, so you're paying seventeen pounds for the personalised tin and contents. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back next year or later that week, then you get another <laughs> tin full. And this tin is one point two kilograms, so it's bigger than the the ones you get in the supermarket yeah so they're about 800 grams so it's quite a bit bigger so the price is uh is they're not over the top obviously the personalized one is the slight premium to that Mm. uh but i thought it was a really good idea and i it's a bit of a shame it's not in guildford yeah it's got quite a long way to go otherwise well southampton that is that is good though i like that but did you also hear that celebrations have mentioned creating a box without the bounty. Yes, I don't know why there's so much hate for the bounty bar. Neither. And as a bounty liker, it's really the best of both worlds because I'll eat all the other ones first with everyone. Yes. And then it's just the bounties left and then I have a whole tin of bounty. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Yes, if mm. there's one you like that nobody else likes, then stay away from that until... Yeah. Till there's nothing left. I, I don't know why there's so much angst about bounties. Maybe they've been putting full stops at the end of their paragraphs. Because <laughs> I love coconut. Most people like coconut, don't they? Well, it depends on the paper saying nobody likes bounty bars, but that's just yeah. not true. No. I like the dark chocolate bounty bars, particularly the red ones. I'm not the they, biggest fan of dark chocolate. No. If you're not, then obviously the milk blue ones are the better ones. So while we've been off air, as it were, uh, Mr. Musk, our favourite Bond villain in waiting, has, um, well, quite frankly, not sure what he's been doing. Mm. So he spent $44 billion taking over Twitter. Yeah. He's walked into the building with a kitchen sink, which I really didn't get that at all. Fired the board. 
then laid off half the staff by effectively turning off their laptops, which has got to be and the most cowardly way memes. of doing it. Yes, exactly. I mean, we don't swear on this show, which is a, a good thing, but I feel the need to do that because uh, yeah. I think that's really quite despicable. I'm not going to do it, though. No. So my question is, given that half the staff's gone, including people that were monitoring whether there was fake accounts or obscene Mm. stuff going on so a lot of those have gone uh there's no more free food at twitter you've now got to pay for it which if you've been relying sure. on that that's uh yeah that's not very good and this whole business with eight dollars a month for the blue tick has caused utter chaos to the point it where has. somebody registered an account for a company the po- that um produces uh, medicines mm. po- tweeted that insulin was now free and their um, share price dropped dramatically Oh. Uh, to the point where the blue tick thing has been put on hold. Because well, have you heard that alongside the blue tick, they were doing a grey tick anyway to what does a actually. Tick mean? So a grey tick means the account is actually the person it says it is. So it means the same thing. It's verifying the account, but you can purchase yourself a blue tick if you want to have a blue tick on your account. Well, this sounds like the actions. So of blue a mad ticks need must literally mean nothing because well, it means you can you've got buy eight one. a month to throw away. Yeah, but a grey tick is what a blue tick used to be. Well, I suppose the perception is the blue tick previously meant it was a verified account. Yeah, and you'll still perceive it as that for a while until you go, actually, no, it's the grey tick that's important. Mm. Anyway, I've got the feeling that um, Twitter won't be around by the end of the year. I think it will have imploded. No, I've already stopped using it. Not that I used it much anyway. I used to use it when interesting things happened, like the Formula One on Sunday. I would have been all over Twitter, but I chose not to. I decided to Google it instead. Yes, I've not got as far as uh, closing my account or the Lippy and Grumpy account. But um, I, I'm not going to be using it for a while. I think it's just no. going to disappear. But there's trouble at Mill with Facebook as well, or Meta, whatever they're called. Oh. Uh, so they're seeing a, a decline as well. And I was reading an article earlier in the week where they were talking about the the change in perception from social networking, which is what Facebook was set up to do, yes. to social media, which happened uh, a few years back. Oh. And they're saying, well, actually, we shouldn't be looking at it as publishing. We should be looking at it as connections between people. And that's where it's really valuable. Um, yes. I've made connections back to people I knew a long while ago mm-hmm. through Facebook. That's and why a lot of people used Facebook. Yeah, it's valuable for that. It's not valuable for slagging off the person down the road for, <laughs> for, for whatever, for whatever reasons. You know, to- accidentally trimming a leaf off of their bush. Uh, who, who knows? Who knows indeed? Mm. Uh, talking of Formula One, did you catch it? No, I saw that George Russell won, which was yes. really good. Really mm. pleased to see that. Mercedes won too. Oh, well, I never. Yeah, very impressive. But the actual race could not beat the drama of the literally the last half a lap. Oh, really? The whole race was very dramatic. There was a lot going on, a lot of a lot of crashes that the drivers were able to carry on and keep going, um, which is obviously good because they're not hurt. It was more taps, but that some people spun and then carried on anyway. Mm. Um, it was just a lot. There was a lot going on the whole time, a lot of overtaking, a lot of like really good Formula One. 
Like yeah. how I remember it when you used to watch it and I used to watch it with you. Yes. I don't know if you know this already, but Verstappen's already won the championship. Uh, yes, I did know that. Like yeah. a couple races ago. Yeah. yeah. And Perez is fighting Leclerc for second place in the championship at the moment. Interesting. Yes. So you're coming the last half lap. You've got um, Verstappen in front of Perez. Okay. Verstappen is told to let Perez pass because this race really doesn't mean anything to Verstappen. And so is, if is Perez Verstappen's teammate? Part, yeah, teammate. Where he was, he would have equaled points with Leclerc going into the last race. If he had let him in front, he would have been just ahead going into the last race. So obviously, makes sense, doesn't mean anything to Verstappen, says let Perez pass. He doesn't reply. They say it again. He doesn't reply. Doesn't let him pass. Crosses the line. And then they go, what happened? And he went, you know my reasons. I'm not doing that. Don't ever ask me that again. Yeah. That's, and then the drama started. It was, I honestly watched so much afterwards. Perez didn't know that that, that this happened had been told to let him pass. And literally was like, after everything I've done for him for the last two years, I'm so disappointed. And basically said that if it wasn't for him, Verstappen wouldn't have won the world championship twice. He played a blinder last year of the last mm. race of last season. Yeah. And, and I know there was a lot of controversy about the last few laps, but early on he was playing such a good wingman. Yeah, that 100%. That, that is despicable behaviour. It, the next time that Verstappen needs Paris, he's not going to help him now, is he? He's not going to help Apparently him. Apparently they've said whatsoever. they've sorted it out, but no, that's going to be in, no. No, no, no. They never have. But how selfish. It was so interesting to watch the whole dynamic afterwards. Yes, because it makes no difference to no. Verstappen whatsoever. Literally, that's... it just proves how arrogant and entitled he is that he thought he could well, do that and not help out his teammate. Self-centred. Yeah. That's what I meant. Not arrogant. Yes. That's absolutely yeah. Right. Well, at least then second place goes down to the last race. Yeah, does make it more interesting. Yeah. And then you on the other side, you had Leclerc. So Leclerc was fourth and Sainz was third. And you had Leclerc begging multiple times over the team radio to get them to swap places so that he would be ahead going into the last race. And they just said, no, we're not taking a podium away from Signs. Interesting. Because Signs is still, although he won't finish second, he's still finding his place in the yes in the championship. Um, oh, but that was nice. they were equal points, second yeah. and third. Oh, that could be worth watching this weekend. Oh, I, I definitely, especially. Well, Verstappen's now said that he will. They've sorted it out, so he will help if he's needed to be helping. But yeah, yeah, he had a little a little tap with Hamilton at the start as well. Which the comment he made afterwards is, I knew Hamilton wasn't going to give me enough room and I wasn't going to back out. So I just went for it. Yeah. And that was his whole, that's his whole like demeanor about everything. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm not going to back out. I'm going to make them move. And if they don't move, then we're going to crash. Generally, I like people, mm. but I'm actually disliking really... Verstappen rather a lot. Yeah. Which I think as a, I don't know whether it's his personality or, I mean, obviously to win a championship, you have to have considerably more drive Definitely. Than, than other people and myself yeah. included in that. And take risks and as well. Take risks and an unnerving belief that you can win it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
But I think I don't even remember Hamilton being that. When he was younger, I remember he was quite arrogant. But I don't remember him being that bad. Not, no. He was, there's a difference between almost being cocky, which mm. you expect. Yeah. And I quite, I like that. It's quite amusing watching young people being cocky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and just being unsportsmanlike, which is what Verstappen has shown mm. there. That Massively. it makes no difference to him. He's just doing it because he can. He's just trying to push. It's bullying, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh well, I think I might have to watch that. That's, yes, um, Abu Dhabi is going to be Dhabi, an interesting one. Yeah. Again, because it was interesting last year too. Yes, it was, wasn't it, Bean? Yes. Well, obviously, after a couple of weeks, we've had quite a long list of stuff to uh, to talk about. We so really have. We have got, actually gone through very little of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we've spoken about. But I just wanted to, to finish off. I, I'd quite like to start a new feature on here. Yeah? Called Why Do? Oh, okay. And I was at a, a 60th birthday party on Saturday evening. Mm-hmm. Which was a little bit misjudged because I was up at the crack of dawn to go to the NEC on Sunday, which fortunately I wasn't driving, but it was oh, yes. um, by the end of the day, by the time we got home, it was, my eyes were, um, well, cartoon gone. eyelids, yes, yeah. completely gone. <laughs> anyway, so I went to the, went into the toilet and they had two dispensers by the sink. Yes. One for soap and one for hand conditioner. Mm. And it's difficult for the contents to see what's Which what, is which, yes. Which is which. And there's tiny writing on there. Mm. And I thought, well, actually, if I didn't have my glasses on, and I have been in this situation, you can't read what it's no. You have no idea which is which. So why do they do that? Why don't they have big letters on there? And bearing in mind, this is the golf club where wife of grumpy plays. And it, <laughs> They're all pretty old. <laughs> Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. They are of an age where the eyesight will be failing. Yes. And, uh, and wife of Grumpy, who will wear contact lenses and then try and read something and mm. say, I can't read that. I've got my lenses in, which in my view just makes them pointless. But yeah. you have to have reading glasses to work. So why do, why do that? Why not yeah. have them with nice big... Or lettuce. have it next to the hand dryer on the wall, like mounted next to the hand dryer on the way out rather than right there next to the soap. Or in the gents, why bother with the hand conditioner at all? Because mm, there's actually nothing worse than... Also, I'm really enjoying that you're calling it hand conditioner. Uh, than putting on What's moisturizer. It is it called mo- moisturizer? Moisturizer. <laughs> and then okay. getting it wet, because that is the worst feeling ever. It just turns into like a really horrible textured thing that doesn't ever seem to come off your hands. I wouldn't have thought that was the worst feeling ever. It's not a nice feeling. No. Everything's sticky and slimy so my question for this week is mm. why not put bigger labels on these dispensers and why have hand conditioner moisturizer whatever it's called in the gents at all yeah top tip lippy can i tell a joke instead of a top tip you can, of course you can tell a joke provided it's clean and it's funny it's pretty clean oh you've no you've told i've told it to you already oh have you that's cl- it was I, a clean joke you laughed did you I liked laugh? it mm-hmm. oh, okay I've forgotten it, so I'll laugh again. I'm pretty sure it's cl- it's clean enough. Yeah, it's clean enough. So, what is the difference between a dirty bus stop and a lobster with large breasts? I don't know. What is the difference? One is a crusty bus station. The other is a busty crust station. <laughs> very good. Yes, that is very funny. And just I to really add some context joke. to you telling that joke before... Mm. You sent that to me at quite a late hour. It was like it was like 
course to 11. I was so shocked that you replied. Well, only because it was, I mean, I've been off work for two weeks Mm. and it was one of those evenings and I was sat, everybody else had gone to bed and I was sat watching what um, the horse whisperer refers to as car porn on YouTube (laughs) of um, various wrecked cars being rebuilt. Mm. And uh, you sent that through and I did chuckle. Yeah. I definitely, definitely chuckled. It's the it's the rhyming and a busty crustacean like oh, that's just the best yes. wording ever. <laughs> well, it, yes, there is something a picture forming. Let's put, yes, yes. Let's say that. Well, I have a fun fact, and it's about Gary Oldman, the actor. Oh yeah, who has I been know who in he is. many many things. He's he's one of my favourite actors. And uh, so when Gary Oldman joined the Harry Potter cast, sixteen-year-old Tom Felton, who played. Draco Malfoy didn't recognise him. He just had that looks, right, Felton, in a new book, a scruffy older bloke wearing an old pair of jeans and a t-shirt. Assuming Oldman was a cleaner who'd been polishing the floor, Felton squeaked his shoes on the surface, gave a thumbs up, which of our conversation a couple of weeks ago is also could be taken the wrong way, and said, top work, mate. <laughs> he must have been like, excuse me? <laughs> Yeah. I heard something similar about another actor, and I can't remember the actor, where they thought he was the coffee man or something like that. And they called for him on set, and he said, oh, hang on a minute, I'm just dealing with... Oh, no, it was rigging something. It wasn't coffee. He was helping the, Rig um, the riggers That's rig so something. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, people often look very different when they're not in movie mode. Yes. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.